0: Hi, welcome to the Positive Health Vibes podcast, a series of fun, upbeat health, nutrition, and fitness chats. I'm your host, Shantae Allen, a certified fitness nutrition specialist and Pilates instructor. And today's topic is, ah, the relaxing health benefits of massage therapy. Today I'm live with Christina Wood, a licensed massage and bodywork therapist at Harbour Swan and Spa. Feeling pretty good today, Christina?
1: I'm feeling great. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's Tuesday, so we're early into the week, but have you had plenty of clients in your massage table over at Harbour?
1: Oh, yes. We're staying fully booked. That's awesome. You know, you've been there a while. I have actually been at Harbour since 2011.
0: 2011 Um, Harbor salon and spa is the first locally owned place. I got a massage when I was teaching a lot of group fitness classes at the time. And you gave me a sports massage and I should probably schedule another appointment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do think you're due again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, well first I want to tell our listeners a little bit about your background as an LMBT. Uh, Christina Wood graduated from the body therapy Institute in 1999 And the Body Therapy Institute was the first institution in the Carolinas to provide professional massage training and was the first massage school in the Carolinas to earn curriculum approval status by the American Massage Therapy Association. So her educational training is from a very reputable massage school. Over the years, Christina has provided massage therapy services as an independent contractor at some of the greatest spas in North Carolina and has been with Harbor Lawn and Spa in Wilmington North Carolina since 2011. Uh, Christina specializes in deep tissue, myofascial release techniques, reflexology, hot stone, bamboo fusion, fertility massage, massage cupping, and Thai massage. Did I miss anything?
1: Oh yes, there's plenty more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> please do tell, please let us know a little bit more about your background.
1: Well, um, you've done your research, definitely, as far as my massage school training. Um, as massage therapists, we are required to take continuing education classes every two years. So we have all kinds of different certifications depending on how long we've had our training. Um, so I have medical massage training, um, active release techniques, um, ashiatsu Um, Energy work such as polarity therapy, oncology massage for people with cancer, Mm -hmm. um, various different techniques that we kind of blend into a customized massage for each individual person.
0: Wow. (laughs) You have quite a few specializations there, and there are quite a few health benefits of getting a massage. Uh, Studies have shown that massage therapy promotes relaxation and reduces anxiety, improves sleep, focus, and certain health conditions. Christina, what made you wake up one day and say, I want to be a massage therapist?
1: (laughs) That's a great question because I actually tried not to become a massage therapist. Really? (laughs) My original goal was to be a high school guidance counselor. Oh, wow. (laughs) But ever since I was a little child, um, I was always giving people little back rubs (laughs) <laughs> and, um, I just thought, well, you know, there's this workshop, let me take this workshop. So I'll just kind of know what I'm doing with this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I took a workshop and all the instructors were like, you're a natural at this, you know, maybe mm-hmm. consider going to massage school. So I thought, well, I can go to massage school and do that while paying my way through college. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I went to massage school, fell absolutely in love with it can't imagine doing anything else now, and um, it just led me to where I am now
0: so I'm not sure if you guys did this in elementary school because times are different now, but when you were in school, you, you said that you used to give people back rubs D- Did you have a teacher that you were s- kind of sitting in a semicircle and you would or a single file line and you your teacher would say i give your um your partner massage or a person in front of you and then you had to turn around and the other person had to do it. Did you guys do that? Yes,
1: yes, we absolutely <laughs> did that and then uh, when I was little and me and my sister would have to share a bed, I would have to give her back robes to help her fall asleep at night. So, um.
0: <laughs> I was wondering like how that whole thing developed if you were just kind of doing that on the side of elementary school or if it goes way back to elementary school and kind of like a pun request um, when the, when the teacher kind of Ask students to do that. It would probably weird people out these days. And I'm sure a teacher would not ask students to do that, but that's how it was when I was going to school.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) So you made it through massage school. Okay, it's day one of your life as a massage therapist. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your first client is so nervous they can't stop laughing. What do you do?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I have to ask them if they're ticklish.
0: Really? (laughs) Well, did you ask me if I'm, I'm trying to think, did you ask me if I was ticklish? That's
1: smart. It's a smart question. Well, okay, so you ask them if they're ticklish. Yeah, when people are laughing and things like that, you want to make sure that it's a comfortable thing for them or if, it, you know, you may be at a ticklish spot or, or something like that. But um, generally, you know, we go over kind of an intake before they even get on the table. So, um at that point in time, they start feeling kind of comfortable with you when you're asking them health questions. They know you're professional about it. You know, where are their stress spots, their aches and pains, if they have any serious injuries, any health problems, you know, so they, they kind of get more familiar with you at the beginning.
0: I'm trying to think like other than the belly or the foot, where else someone would be ticklish Guess
1: their side armpits. I
0: was going to guess
1: armpits. Armpits (laughs) are a big one, yes. And um, a lot of people are surprisingly ticklish in their glutes.
0: In their glutes. I guess there would be some nerves, maybe. I don't know. That's a new one for me. I was thinking for sure, like, the belly, sides of the belly, the feet. Maybe, like, the palm of the hand. I feel like there's, like, little ticklish spots in the palm of my hand. Hmm. If you, like, take your fingers and kind of very slightly and um, brush your finger across like the fleshy part of my palm kind of the underside of where the knuckles would be right. that's a good tickle spot for me
1: okay and for a lot of people it's common if it's a light touch that they would be more ticklish than if it was a firmer and a broader touch then a mm-hmm. lot of times you can alleviate a lot of the ticklishness
0: what about behind the ears
1: people love their ears massaged
0: <laughs> <laughs> and their no so tickle spots there i haven't ran into any no Okay, cool. I know that sometimes the laughing, like if you have a nervous client, it could be because maybe this is a new experience or they have tickle spots um, or just literally could be like a ball of nerves. Mm -hmm. And I know there's different things that you could do that would probably set the mood to relax the client. But how important are things like music and essential oils when it comes to relaxing a client?
1: Oh, I think definitely the environment is very keen on um, how someone is relaxing or not relaxing. If it's very stark and kind of medical, I think they're more on edge, like, you know, this isn't going to be relaxing. But when they come in and you've got the soft music going, we have people that show up sometimes 30 minutes early to their appointments just to sit in the waiting room and listen to the light music and start the relaxation ahead of time.
0: Well, relaxation is one of the main reasons why people enjoy getting a massage, but over the years, health experts have discovered how effective therapeutic massage is for managing pain in the muscles, tendons, and joints, and and places like the back, hands, neck, and knees, but whether the massage is a treat or a treatment giving the health science of it and the effect it has in the nervous system and the muscular system
1: it's all about pressure right it yeah. is it is and i will say cuz i have been doing massage since 1999 that there has been a big trend where a lot of people don't come in for the relaxation massages anymore most people are come in for therapeutic services They want the knots worked out. They want to feel like they've had some work done when they leave.
0: Right. That makes sense. What about pain ridden clients? Because certainly there's got to be a difference between an athlete with muscle soreness and someone who suffers from arthritis or fibromyalgia.
1: Right, right. There is a lot of um, outcome-based, very tangible results with chronic pain clients. As long as it's muscular related, um, you know, if it's structural related such as, you know, sciatica coming from the L4, L5, you know, massage can't really help that if it's degenerative discs or something, but if it involves the piriformis muscle that's causing the sciatica, then massage can alleviate it. Same as somebody who gets migraines that are a result of tension, we can help alleviate those migraines. Um, Fibromyalgia, I have a lot of clients with fibromyalgia um, and trigger point therapy is very beneficial for them.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about pressure, especially in relation to things like fibromyalgia?
1: Well, the pressure is different for everybody. Um, Some people, you know, they can take really firm pressure, others about a medium pressure. So it's kind of catered to the individual and what they can tolerate. It's, we kind of try to find the line of where they would start fighting back if it was any more. And you kind of go to that limit um, without, without too much pressure, but enough that you can get as much work done as possible.
0: Okay. So there's pressure. And what about time? I'm going to quote Dr. Mark Hyman Rappaport. He's a chief of psychiatric services at Emory healthcare and leader of multiple studies on the effects of massage. And he says, for research, we're able to document positive effects for massages that are only 20 minutes long. What's your take on that? Because he says a 50 minute massage could mean you're under pressure for more than
1: enough time to see optimal benefits. Well, I think it depends on what you're wanting to have worked. Um, In a 30-minute treatment, you can pretty much get a spot treatment, just as like your neck, shoulders, upper back to help with headaches and relief from that. If you want a full body massage, in other words, to get to all of the body, then you really need about an hour, and that's just for a general full body. That's not really spending a lot of time working on any problem areas. So, if you need extra work on certain areas, but you still want a full body, most of my clients are ninety minutes to two hours. So,
0: well, if you have a client who's ninety minutes to two hours or an hour long, you know what I was thinking is each part would would probably take almost twenty minutes. Like if you're working on a certain part within that ninety minute to hour time frame, it's it's segmented,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Where you're probably Spending about 20 minutes on a particular muscle group or yes, or if you know their their back is really bothering them, you may spend half an hour on all of those muscles in the back and then break up the rest of it to get the rest of the full body connected.
0: And is it kind of like to where if someone has an issue that they've been coming to you on a regular basis for, and then maybe you see some progress? So do you have a, you know, client where they began with a 90 minute massage for a particular health condition? And do they kind of, you know, trim away time
1: as they may improve or? Yes. And as it's called for, you know, if they have one area that's bothering them, they might come in for just a 30 minute. Um, A lot of them will at first do more than 90 minutes until they can get it under control and then back off to an hour. But a lot of people like the longer massages, they consider it me time and yes. <laughs> so they want the full 90 minutes. And, and so uh, some of them stay at the same time, but a lot of times if they get on a regular schedule, they can actually back off on the time needed. Yes.
0: I still have some, you know, some concerns about, you know, those who are afflicted with pain and you offer some of the most common massages, deep tissue. You can do sports massage, Thai and hot stone. And the other most common massages, you know, Swedish, Yatsu. There's aromatherapy type massages and there's also trigger point massage. I I know that trigger point massage addresses chronic pain in the body and you have certifications in myofascial release and reflexology which can help address the issue of pain. Can you tell us about the difference between the technique techniques used with trigger point myofascial release and reflexology. I mean, aren't trigger point and myofascial release relatively the same thing in terms of relieving
1: pain in parts of the body? Well, trigger points deal with the buildups usually around the nerve plexuses, whereas the myofascial release is working the muscles individually instead of as a group. And then the reflexology is with the pressure points of the hands, feet, and ears.
0: And so the reflexology... um, it goes way back to like China, Egyptian times. Um, I'm not sure how long it took to really kind of influence the West, but the, the roots of it, the way it kind of like draws a map from the toes to the head, or can you talk a little bit about that? Like how the liver and the pancreas are like connected to the foot. And
1: mm-hmm. Yes, there's over 4,000 nerve endings in our feet. And so on our way, on their way down from the spinal cord to the feet, they innervate a lot of the internal organs and things like that. So by stimulating the nerves where they end in the feet, you can send it all the way up that nerve pathway to stimulate those organs as well.
0: Isn't that something? And so there's like an endorphin release, right?
1: Through almost any massage, you can have an endorphin release.
0: True. True. Uh, And so when it comes to reflexology, how how closely related would you say one is to the other? Like, Is reflexology more closely related to myofascial release than it is with um, something else like uh, what you would
1: do with um, a trigger point massage? I would say it's more relatable to the trigger point massage, but its closest relative would probably be acupressure. Hmm. which is um, the Eastern form with acupuncture and then acupressure is without the needles and just doing the firm pressure. Um, So reflexology is the Western form of the Eastern acupressure. So there's
0: acupressure. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's actually a new one for me. Can you just tell us a little bit more about acupressure?
1: Acupressure is very similar to acupuncture, using the same meridians um, used in the Eastern medicine, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, And then once again, you have these these points along the meridian that they have as the acupressure points.
0: Now, meridians, referencing the meridians, that's more familiar to me, like health professional-wise. I have heard of that in terms of acupuncture mm-hmm. so just for those who are listening and acupressure is a new one now you know a little bit more about what that means um, in these cases you know how long should massages last in the instance of a typical reflexology uh, massage session that you may provide what's your average in, in terms of the duration of of these types of massage? Uh,
1: Generally, a reflexology massage is about 30 minutes. Um, They Mm -hmm. can be an hour. Um, And then trigger point therapy is just kind of blended into the regular massage. Um, We just you know, spend a couple extra minutes where it's needed in those trigger points and then move on to the next area. So you're not overworking the muscles in one specific area, but just kind of blending it all together.
0: Okay, what are some of the health conditions that you treat?
1: Oh, well, there's, like you mentioned, the arthritis. Um, I have some mm-hmm. oncology clients that are battling cancer, um, migraine, sciatica, scoliosis. We get a lot of people with scoliosis. Um, so pretty much it runs the gamut.
0: Right. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about pain, especially since you mentioned that you do treat things like scoliosis and arthritis um, and with the deep tissue, I definitely you know wanted to ask you about that one, but there's a lot of pain in the joints um, that stem from inflammation, and mm-hmm. you've I've had a massage before where, where the remark was oh your your muscles are so hydrated, and I know that that helps um, with with this whole process, but again, a lot of the pain in the joints can stem from inflammation. And there've been studies that have proven that proper hydration helps the body remove toxins from the body Um, and massages like deep tissue and massages massages like deep tissue, uh, they help release toxins from the muscle tissues. So can you talk about why it's so important to drink enough water before and after a massage to, to flush these toxins and reduce inflammation? Yes,
1: absolutely. So all massage stimulates your lymphatic system which in turn drives out toxins. So the water is essential to flushing out these toxins. Whereas massage also, we kind of break loose some of the lactic acid, which is your normal byproduct of your muscle metabolism. Every time your body uses calcium to cause a muscle contraction, it spits out this little byproduct. And if you get dehydrated or you're producing more than your body can process at any point in time, then it kind of builds up in these areas. And that's what massage does is we break that loose and send it out into your system. That's why it's real important to drink the water afterwards and flush all the waste and prevent, prevent you from being sore the next day.
0: So if you have someone during, while you're, you know, doing the massage, it's evident to you right on the table, if they're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone that is pain ridden, or maybe they're an athlete, could that potentially cause them to have muscle spasms uh, during a massage if they're dehydrated? Yes,
1: yes. A lot of times we will have someone whose legs will start cramping or their foot or toes will start cramping during it. But generally, if you feel the muscles are more dehydrated, you tend to want to back off anyway, because you know that they run more of a risk of being sore afterwards. Um, but I also want to stress the importance in the first few hours after receiving a massage to avoid caffeine and alcohol, which are, of course, dehydrating.
0: Those—that's good recommendations right there. Um, with deep tissue, can someone just expect that they're going to have some pain afterward if you're getting real deep into the tissues? That to be expected you know, because of the depth of the, the pressure or does that, does, will will hydration influence whether or not someone has, you know, a certain level of pain after something like a deep tissue massage?
1: The hydration can definitely affect whether they would be sore or not. Um, and, But a lot of people, it's different from person to person. Somebody can get a Swedish and be sore the next day. Um, Some people can get an extreme deep tissue and not be sore at all. Um, So it it varies from person to person. You never really know how one person is going to react in another one.
0: Okay, so avoid caffeine and alcohol for the first three hours after the massage.
1: Yes, because you want to keep those muscles hydrated and drink lots of water afterwards.
0: What about nutrition? I'm a fan of light, plant-based, easy-to-digest foods after a massage, but what do you recommend your, your clients um, eat or not eat after a massage? Well, you're
1: absolutely right. You don't want to have a heavy meal um, in the hours before your massage because it's very uncomfortable when you're laying there and your stomach's full trying to digest this large meal. Um, I kind of relate it to the, um, the advice that people give about not going swimming right after you've eaten a large meal and things like that and exercising Mm -hmm. massage is kind of the same way you want to have a light meal um, preferably more than 90 minutes before your massage Um, and -hmm. then there are different types of food that are suggested for eating before and after massages they say salmon is a good one to have before a massage because it calms your nervous system and can actually prolong the kind of zen um, <laughs> after afterwards. And then nuts, um, because the anti-inflammatory properties of nuts that they are very beneficial to eat um, before. Well, I was gonna say the
0: same for the salmon, which has the omega-3s. Right, right.
1: So one of my favorite thing um, is dark chocolate is also a stress buster. So it's really good. To- oh, I love dark yeah, chocolate. Yes, so <laughs> dark chocolate covered almonds is the best way to go right before or after a massage. Mm
0: -hmm. Yummy. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you just had a relaxing massage. Should you go to sleep or move around afterwards?
1: You should definitely move around afterwards. You want to do some light stretching, some gentle yoga, that's fine. I wouldn't do your heavy workout for the day after a massage because you're more likely to be loose and possibly injure yourself. Um, But Mm -hmm. moving around is Mm -hmm. good. Um, You do want to get a good night's sleep that night after your massage. But, you know, some people want to do like an Epsom salts bath afterwards. Um, You know, but of course, the main thing after a massage is to drink the water.
0: So they've been relaxing uh, throughout the massage. And you know, you're encouraging people to move around after massage, Um, ever play any heavy metal punk rock or rap after the massage?
1: (laughs) Well, whatever relaxes them. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: What particular health conditions would you not recommend the massage?
1: Well, like you mentioned, the inflammation in your joints and things like that. If you are currently inflamed or have a very acute injury, I would not recommend massage because the massage can actually increase inflammation. Any skin issues? Um, skin issues are generally fine, you know, as long as they're nothing contagious. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, this interview is all about your experience with massaging humans. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about animals getting a massage? Let's take horses, for example. There's equine massage therapy for horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Given the opportunity to massage an animal, I know this is so random, but given the opportunity to massage an animal and you have to choose one of the three, would you massage a kangaroo, skunk, or porcupine and why? Hmm.
1: Probably. You're taking this so seriously. (laughs) <laughs> I, I would want to massage all of them, but um, if I could only pick one, it would probably be the kangaroo just because I would like to. Really? What if it uh, kicks that's you? the part I want to massage <laughs> is their legs. Just those powerful muscles in their legs. I would love to get in there and just, you know, feel what that muscles is like.
0: Aren't you genuine? That is just so brave that you would massage a kangaroo, even if it kicks back. <laughs> I have another random but totally relative question: Has a client ever like made you laugh, but you felt it was going to be so inappropriate to laugh that you had to resist laughing, or did you just lose it and laugh out loud?
1: Oh, I just laugh anyway.
0: <laughs> you, I mean, it would be hard to hold it in if, like, I don't know. Sometimes people they say things, or there's these verbal utterances mm-hmm. that kind of like come along with the pressure release. So I was just curious if you felt the pressure to be so mature about it that you just had to like hold it in,
1: or do you just some kind of say, Oh my God, this is hilarious. I mean, I'm I'm a professional, but I'm still myself. And a a lot of my clients, we have like a relationship and, you know, so I'm still going to be myself and I'm going to laugh if I'm going to (laughs) laugh.
0: Well, that's helpful if they're a returning client, because there is a comfort Mm -hmm. level there. All right. So, Okay, so who hasn't seen this in a movie or television show? But I'm curious, in what case is it ever a good idea to walk on someone's back
1: and call it a massage? What's the criteria for walking on someone's back? Like, is that a thing? That is a thing it's- that's um, actually very popular. There's quite a few places here in Wilmington that do the Ashiatsu, um, which is um, a barefoot form of massage. I'm actually trained in mm-hmm. that as well, too. Um, it is actually mm-hmm. one of the best treatments for um, scoliosis because really? it can do a push, pull, pumping action on both sides of the spine and actually elongate the spine so your vertebrae can go back to their natural alignment. So it's uh-huh. very beneficial, um, and it's it's referred so, to as the deepest, most luxurious massage on the planet.
0: Oh, my, I'm so glad I asked. And so, what's the criteria though? So is, do you have to meet a certain criteria as the massage therapist for being able to walk oh, on someone's back? absolutely! Path?
1: You have to be able to pull and hold up your body weight for at least thirty seconds um, on these hmm. overhead bar systems. Um, and a lot of people will just do it with one foot instead of actually doing both feet on them. Um, but hmm. uh, yeah, there's it's it's pretty it's pretty strenuous. Hmm.
0: How do you feel about electronic massage chairs, like the ones you typically see in gyms or mall kiosks?
1: <laughs> well, a little secret, <laughs> I use those too. <laughs> really? In what instance? Um, well, there's some massage chairs in the mall that I used to go to, that which were right in front of a place that actually offered massage. And I felt guilty using them, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I That's also good to know, Christina. You know, any form of touch. You're like, guilty. You're like, guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I think all massage, any form of touch, you know, and just getting sometimes a little extra manipulation of your muscles can just be beneficial in however you can get that.
0: Awesome. Okay. Now, let's give our listeners a good reason why they should get a massage. Um, I'm going to name a mental, emotional, or physical health condition. And want you to recommend the best type of massage for it. Anxiety. Anxiety,
1: I would probably say more of your Swedish or therapeutic because you want something more calming to the nervous system to kind of help reduce that anxiety level. Migraine. Migraine, I would do more muscle-specific work up around the neck, shoulders, and upper back area. Indigestion. Indigestion, that's a good one. Um... A lot of places don't do abdominal massage unless you request it. Um, So that is something that they would want to talk with the therapist about if they were comfortable receiving that or not. Um, And if they were not comfortable, you can always address that through reflexology and stimulate the digestive system through the reflexology of the feet. Insomnia. Insomnia. um, Mm -hmm. Probably, again, you would want to go with your really relaxing massage and then go home and go right to sleep. (laughs) sciatica Sciatica, you would want to do more of your sports massage or the myofascial or neuromuscular therapy deep tissue something like that to to get in there and alleviate some of that Mm -hmm. shoulder pain pain. you could do joint mobilization techniques um, proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation of stretches and movements um, as well as you know getting in there and trying to work the actual you know shoulder joint itself
0: Oh, I like it. <laughs> carpal
1: tunnel Carpal tunnel. Um, pretty much any type of massage would would help with the carpal tunnel. Um, you can do more medical massage to the forearms and the extensor tendons and forearm tendons. Um, you could do even tie massage addresses through the wrist and the carpal tunnel area. So pretty much any massage would would help with that.
0: Have you had an increase in those suffering from uh, carpal tunnel pain with the, our digital, you know, our, this high-tech society yes, that we in now? Yes, a lot
1: with carpal tunnel and a lot of what is now being referred to as tech neck. Ah, mm-hmm. yes,
0: I've heard of that one. Uh, how about chronic fatigue chronic syndrome? Chronic fatigue
1: syndrome responds really well to the trigger point therapy as well. Hmm. High blood pressure. High blood pressure, you want to kind of calm the nervous system again and the circulatory system um, and bring that blood pressure back down so you don't want to do anything too vigorous with them
0: arthritis whether it's general arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis as long as
1: it's not inflamed if you get regular massage of any sort it can actually keep you from having the flare-ups and da 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 da, low back pain. Well, that depends on what the low back pain is. If it's something dealing with like the iliopsoas muscle, then you're going to have to actually get really deep in there and do some definite, you know, muscle specific work. Um, if it's just a little achy or something like that, you could probably get by with a the Swedish. These are just such
0: good uh, recommendations. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for being a guest in the podcast today. These are some. Really awesome reasons to book a massage. Well,
1: thank you for having me.
0: It's uh, you know I've I've learned a lot about it, and um, we're just just so happy that you were able to um, you know do this. Now we just got to get
1: you back on the table.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> to learn more about Christina Wood, a licensed massage and bodywork therapist at Harbor Salon and Spa and the health benefits of massage therapy, visit www.harborsalonandspa.com. And for links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, send an email to Shantae that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at oceansidenutritionpilates.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle. more about Christina Wood, a licensed massage and body work therapist at Harbor Salon and Spa, and the health benefits of massage therapy, visit www.harborsalonandspa.com. And for links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, send an email to Shantae, that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at oceansidenutritionpilates.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle.